This week on the BAMFCAST, we once again look to the only man who can save the American way of life, Chuck fucking Norris. One star, we're in for America. All right, and welcome to the Bamcast, hey, episode eighty-five for America. America deserves a movie like this. <laughs> Thank God they gave it to him, to um, us. It right. All of us. I'm so the Royal amazed. America. Yes. So before we get too amazed, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie, and I'm the Beach. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we invade the past of bad movies. We go ahead and take action. And we watch one, and then we come in here and we talk about it for about 30 minutes. And then we rate said movie one to five jocks if it's a good bad movie, an enjoyable bad movie, after Robot Jocks, or gets one to five bags in a negative sense, as in Stay Away. That's after Touche Bags, as in Twilight. We won't be talking about those tonight. No. I don't think so. There is no way that could ever happen. No, because... You know, this is our this is four weeks in a row. We we normally would be off this week, but we decided for eighty five, with the coming birthday of America, it was time to do things right and watch nineteen eighty five's Invasion USA. Now you may think to yourself that Invasion USA may not be the best choice for a celebration of America movie. Uh huh. Well, that is because until... it involves the invading of the USA. Right. Right. But who's here to stop it? The only man who can. Chuck motherfucking Norris. This is true. It has been far, far, far too long since we watched a Chuck Norris movie. It has. Amen. And to, holy, to our detriment. Holy fucking shit. All right. Well, before we get off the rails, let's let's do our normal thing. Let's go to quick plot summary out of the way. Do it. It's going to be quick. Do it. Foreign mercenaries start a reign of terror in, in the southern United States. Chuck Norris is a recluse who lives in the Everglades and is the mercenary's primary obstacle. And he's the only man who can stop a terrorist invasion of the continental United States. The only man. The only man. The only one out there. The one. Well, him and some army guys, but mostly him. Mostly him. Mostly him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. I had forgotten how much I miss one-man army movies. Yes. Yes. A thousand times, oh. yes. Why don't they make good one-man army movies anymore? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think there's uh, there's probably a there's an art to it, and I think that's been that's one of those lost. Well, there's Grandpa lost art. Let's not forget Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. yeah, Grandpa. Um, yeah, but I mean, Rambo is like kind of the only thing like this, pretty much recently. And that's because I mean, you can't watch like a fucking John Cena movie or something because those are just shit. They're not yeah. the same. Yeah, they're they're not. Um. Yeah, I guess Grambo was about the the only one lately, but that was all Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. who's kind of, you know... Yeah, he's kind of like, uh, no pun intended, grandfathered in to that yeah. era. Yeah. yeah. But, he's like the, the remainder of the old guard from those types of movies that's yeah. still yeah, and we And we've talked about that, anymore. that no one has really come in to really authoritatively claim that mantle of action superstar. I mean, we've got our Jason Stathams, we've got occasionally The Rock, and... Vin Diesel and things like that, but no, none of them have that 
that panache that well, like I'm calling you out right now, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or the Dwayne Johnson Rock. We need you to be our one man army. If you're listening out he there, he might be the only guy who could pull it off. I think so. Watching Chuck Norris in this and thinking about Peter Weller last week, where Peter Weller is a complete charisma vacuum, Chuck just comes off as awesome. It's, Every it's, it's, he's, nothing, he's nothing but ass kicking and charisma. It's yeah. funny because they probably say about the same number of words. Yes. They're both silent. Yeah, exactly. But Chuck just carries himself that when he walks in the, in the room, he doesn't have to say anything. He's yeah. got he's he's just got attitude that yeah. that Peter Weller doesn't even know exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like all the Chuck Norris memes on the internet have to the, be based off of this movie. Well, and this is possibly yeah, missing in action. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those missing in action are too, like but crazy as movies. Well. Yeah. Movies like yes. this are why that exists. Yeah, we, we I mean, we liked slash kind of love Lone Wolf McQuaid. But it's oh, it's not like this at all. I mean, this is that's just kind of a Lone still Wolf awesome. McQuaid pretty much through most of it, kind of has a sheen of realism to yeah, it. Yeah, you know, other than when and the truck it, gets buried and he yeah. and he jacks it yeah. out. The and, finest uh, scene in all of cinema. Yes, yeah. It, it's also obviously a whole lot lesser budget than this. Yeah, you know, I mean, this movie goes ninety six million dollars worth of explosions. Completely insane. <laughs> Did you actually look this up? No. No. <laughs> no and I was no like, there's way. no way this was a no. hundred million dollar movie. But. but yeah. We got MGM and the Canon group. About an estimated ten million dollar budget, by yeah. the way. Nice. Nine million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars of it went to explosions. <laughs> Chuck Norris took and a dollar guns. and said thanks for letting me blow <laughs> yeah, things up. God I mean I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. here, but well holy right. God. Before we go too crazy, let's let's quickly break down the plot because it's it's pretty basic but i think it's important to kind of understand a little bit because some of it's like the things that we did like about buckaroo bonsai and some other movies are kind of at play here because you've got this rivalry here between norris and uh mikhail whatever the fuck his name is rostov yeah rostov and they don't really bother to explain why how exactly they know each other it's just, they have history. They have history, mm-hmm. and apparently Chuck Norris has worked for the company, i.e. the CIA, I'm sure. But, you know, never in an official capacity. He's just the ass kicker they call in to take care of dirty situations, mm-hmm. apparently. And He's kind of a cleaner. knowledge, that kind of thing. He's yeah. kind of a cleaner. So, apparently, he had a chance to kill uh, Mikhail in Rastoff. the past. Rastoff. in the past. But, and I, I guess that's maybe the flashback, the dream sequence we see. Maybe that was the situation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Probably this is something his, his concocted nightmare, who knows? Or something very similar. Yeah. yeah, and speaking on that, Chuck Norris is the bad guy's nightmare. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. The guy wakes up in a cold sweat, freaking out, uh-huh. because he had a nightmare about Chuck Norris coming for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is how memes are born. That is how badass Chuck Norris is in this movie. Yeah. Because... But Dan Mikhail is like an ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. He looks like a burn victim. He does. He's he's hard to look at. Yeah, yeah and they well, like, and they hover on close ups of this do. asshole's face. It oh. makes a man weary to gaze upon that visage. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the ghost of Christmas past. He's a he's ghost Jacob of methamphetamines past. Uh, he is. He's just. He's a, a creepy, ghost of experimental bomb making past. Sov. He is. And it works. Yeah. So we start the movie. I I don't necessarily understand this per se, unless perhaps this is how they were funding this whole venture. I'm not not entirely sure. 
but basically they oh right they come across this boat of Cuban Cuban immigrants that are you know sailing to Florida poorly. They don't have a sail and their engines broken, and so they roll up in a, in like a Coast Guard boat and they're like, hey, Which America, they've, yeah, we're, they've, yeah, we're safe. And we kind of thought that was going to be the invasion, and it was all going to be a whole Ellen Gonzalez type thing. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And but, maybe Chuck was the hostage negotiator, that sort of thing. Yeah, so these guys posing as Coast Guard uh, agents yeah, just they, mow they, down this boat, basically. They stole a boat from the Coast Guard. They murdered all the Coasties right. to take the boat. And then, but there were drugs under it. Like, there were well, drugs no, no, under they, they murdered oh, the Coasties oh, okay. to take the, the Coast Guard boat. Right, right, right. Then right. they came up on the, you know, on the poor immigrants who probably didn't know they were smuggling cocaine. Probably, yeah. And murdered all of them, took I'm, all their coke. Like I said, I, I'm guessing maybe that was to fund this whole thing. I don't, or because I, th- well, I okay, guess. okay. Well, the very next scene is, um, is is Rostov goes to see. He goes to CD Hotel USA, mm-hmm. and has this staring contest with this dude and basically i guess he trades the coke for a bunch of guns maybe yeah because i think that's what they're they're like he was there with guy buying coke and and nico his lieutenant or whatever is off in some warehouse with a bunch of guns and i guess that's they were financing the operation by the with this via this massacre and the stolen coke right Mm -hmm. so yeah but we have to talk about that scene particularly because like I said they have this intense staring contest and it's weird and creepy and I don't think you quite get the sense of exactly how fucked up this dude is at this point in the movie yeah and it's weird because he seems almost like he's afraid of the drug dealer guy yeah is how the scene plays out is he seems more nervous than the drug dealer guy does right and I don't know if that's him acting to make the drug dealer guy feel like he's got the upper hand or what yeah. but Regardless, he rope dopes him. This was our yeah. first like dope. holy yeah. fuck yeah. balls moment of the movie is because yeah, because I mean at first when they gun down everyone on the boat, you're like, damn, yeah, that's harsh. That's harsh, but you know but, it's kind of like okay, that's, we've seen that before. Yeah, that's, things, yeah. That's things like the, bad yeah, things like this have happened in movies, and yes, kids died, women died, everybody mm-hmm. died, but uh, creepy coke dealer guy has this. Uh, Cocor like flipping a butterfly knife in the room, right? And she immediately like he's like try it or something like that, and she goes to town snorting the coke, I guess, to try it out. And she's got a metal mm-hmm. straw, a coke straw, mm-hmm. and so a professional coke yeah. straw. <laughs> no, no rolled up twenties here. And so Rostov basically immediately slammed this bitch's head into the table, forcing the coke straw into her brain, more or less. She's kind of half screaming because yeah. he's, you know, I mean, that's freaking gonna, out. That's blood's going up. everywhere. Yeah. And then he grabs the Coke dealer and does his favorite maneuver of grabs the guy's gun or I don't know if he brandished his own gun. He or grabbed, not. The, no, guy's he grabbed gun. the other guy's gun yeah. and shoots the dude in the crotch like three times. Yep. Shot him in yeah. the dick. Yeah. And then then, then, then proceeds to the Coke whore and proceeds to throw her out the window for head first head first. Um, like literally grabs her. By the back of her head. I don't think she was going to do like anything. And by her but... butt and just tosses her out. <laughs> yeah. Head first. He, he gave her like the, 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 the roasting. The heave-ho. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, literal <laughs> heave-ho. Yeah, and oh. it just kind of, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, I always have that, like, when there's metal coke straw involved, I'm like, slam head on table. And I, yeah, it just well, never happens. At you know? first, we were just like, oh. Yeah. Because like then, it, it literally shocked us. That seed was actually planted in the back of my head, and I'm like, that never happens in movies. And then it does, and I'm like, oh goddamn! <laughs> and then he tosses her head first out of yeah. fucking window. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Pretty much said. Other than the boat massacre, this actually that really set sets the tone. the tone of the movie. 
because now that they have their guns, I guess, and all that, their plan is to they roll up on boats uh, like landing. They crafts. invade America. Yeah, they, they yeah. roll up in about three or four landing crafts. Oh, it's more than that. Yeah. It's like a dozen. Okay, it's a bunch. Well, yeah, and a shitload of dudes pour out on the beach. All it's like D Day. Yeah, and it is, and actually, it's like pitch black at night. Actually, they call back to that when they're just a little bit later in the movie when they're when the cops are discussing that scene. They're like these landing; these are forty years old, and they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out where they came from. Right. So they're actually they probably are uh, like surplus D Day landing craft or yep. something like mm-hmm. that, whatever those boats were called. Yeah. So, and then they have a metric grip of trucks lined up waiting to take all these guys, and they're they're kind of it, it's weird because we assume Mikhail Rostov is from Russia mm-hmm. and probably Nico too, but um, everyone else is not. We're not real sure where they're from or why they're part of this invasion party or whatever. Because at points it sounds it sounds like they're barking out things in Russia. Russian, I swear he's speaking there's German bit, at one point. Yeah, in time. there's a Chinese guy. There's yeah, I don't, some I Spanish don't looking dudes. Yeah, I think it's basically I think if, it's just a multinational just, terrorist yeah, mercenary force. thing. If they're white, they have Russian accents. Yeah. If they're not, then they're a bad guy, pretty much. Right. I guess. Yeah, because they're just like generic foreigners. Kinda. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, this, is, this is well. There's a bunch of Latino guys at the community center, and there's yeah. that scene and things like that. I mean, it's this is in Miami, essentially a lot of it. So, yeah, you know, but it's a large Latin population. This is like the height of '80s xenophobia. <laughs> sure, yeah, really. yeah. So every like everyone that's not American in this movie is just pure fucking evil. Yeah. So they lo- they load up in these trucks and they're kind of barking orders and in, in half English, half Russian, German, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you hear them like New York, Chicago, Las Vegas. You know they're yeah. basically planning to go and cause chaos all around the country, I guess. And Mikhail just kind of can't get it out of his head. You know he keeps having these haunting dreams about Chuck Norris, and he says we have to kill him before we can do anything else. Yeah. And he goes like, "We're doing an invasion. It's one yeah. guy. What, what the fuck do you care? That you're going to screw it all up, even though he's not in charge. He's kind of like the voice of reason, I guess." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, well, he kind of is. I thought he was kind of the guy. I thought Nico was kind of the guy in I charge. I don't think so. I mean, I, they, I mean, he kept talking about like we would fail if it wasn't for you. We're all expendable except for you. You're our mm-hmm. fearless leader, I guess. Huh. But yeah, I guess he's like the XO. You know, the one guy who can talk back to the leader kind of guy. Like I, I guess put you second in command. Tell me when I'm full of shit. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but then they they go to get Chuck Norris. Yeah, and Chuck is living out in the middle of the swamp. Well, do they? Don't they go shack. start causing some chaos first? No, no, they go. No, they, they, they go come straight for Chuck, for Chuck first. Yeah. They, they actually do that before the invasion, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Just to just to be sure. Yeah, because he doesn't. Mikhail does not want to do anything until Chuck is out of the picture. Yeah. For obvious reasons, because so Chuck they, is a one man army. They basically go to rocket launcher, shoot up grenade launcher his house to shit. Yeah. Kill his. Uh, they blow his friend. house the fuck up. What did they like? There is six n- or seven grenades into the into the house. Well, yeah, he fires a main one, and then they fire a rocket at it, and they just they, yeah, they went to town. They this movie loves the uh, the M seventy two light anti tank weapon, also known as the Laws rocket, which is that disposable you know slide it out, flip up the sights gimmick that uh, yeah. that you see in all. Well, it looks awesome. Apparently, shoots multiple. Rockets no, that one only shoots one. <laughs> I know, but in this movie, it shoots no, one. No, not that. No? I, I was actually paying attention. Okay. And it was all. It was only the made up. The only totally the made accurate. up. Gr- yeah, 
Surprisingly, that's the one thing no, that's totally accurate. There was the one point where he's sitting on top of the, uh, the house shooting the... Different different weapon. Okay. I was paying attention. But <laughs> there aren't many things like that. I mean, he never yeah. stopped long enough to reload is what I'm trying to say. He's sitting on top of a car just going, like blowing up houses. But. Yeah. yeah. Different yeah. different. Yeah, that's weapon. later on. But yeah, yeah when they anyway. blow up his house... I mean, they... They splinter the fuck out of it. Yeah, they splinter the fuck out of it. Chuck dives out the window head first. Sure. Because there's a, a lot of that, beautiful dive, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, they don't check for a body. No, they They're just, just like, ride oh, out. Why would you? I guess he's good. He's dead. They don't want to get close enough to him. Probably. But, but uh, still. Also, amazingly, there's still, like, the frame of a house left somehow. Yeah. <laughs> there are These four guys posts lit in the this, corners. Yeah. That roof, roof was built by Chuck Norris himself. So. I guess. Not even explosions can take down the house that Chuck built. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, he just pretty much silently rides his dead, now dead friend's airboat into town to his airboat rental slash restaurant oh, place. Oh, well, you forgot the, the scene where he, he lovingly lays his friend to rest. Oh, by lighting him on fire with covers a... Covers him with a blanket and then lights the whole thing on fire. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's the way he wanted to go. Scorched earth, man. And, yeah, uh, yeah so he, he rides that into town-ish and takes the dude's 4 by 4 truck and goes to killing. The thunder has been brought. I am now going to kill all of you. Yep. And, uh... Yeah, they they basically, they poke the hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. They poke the honey badger with a stick. <laughs> yeah. And now he's biting their cobra heads off. He mm-hmm. is. But yeah, so then, while this is happening, you yeah. know, once Chuck gets into action and decides, hey, I'm heading into town... Time to kick some ass. They pretty much spent they, 20 to 30 minutes establishing how fucking evil yeah. the terrorist guys are. Because they go into average suburban neighborhood with whatever rocket launcher. And they spend a long time showing the <laughs> made people. Up, made, made up, up ass, rocket launcher. Made up ass rocket launcher. And yeah. just start lighting yeah. up houses. I want one of those rocket launchers, though. That thing's fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, this I, is... I, just, I love how this scene works because they spend a long time showing like a family putting ornaments on the tree oh, yeah, outside it's, it's their Christmas, house. By the way. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like they, the dad takes the two kids back into the, uh-huh. the house. They show yeah, the girl and, come and outside. little Susie comes outside to hang up the, the not star thing. Yeah, the thing on the, the tree top topper. of the Christmas yeah. tree. And then they just cut from her. She just look, kind of looks out in the street. And then all of a sudden, Mikhail's head pops up from the back of a truck, and then he pops up with a rocket launcher. Well, the the other guy, the other guy Nico, has it. Yeah, has the has the rocket launcher. Mikhail's just like, like give, give me, me that. that. I'm doing it. I'm murdering all these innocent civilians, you bastard. And they blow these houses the fuck up. Like six or seven houses. Yes, he just <sighs> he just going in a circle. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, boom. it's brutal. And, and we should take this opportunity to point out that. Almost all of the explosions, especially these and a lot of others in the movie, white they white out, out the, the screen. screen. Oh yeah, completely. That's how big of a fireball these things are. They're pretty serious fireballs. Like the explosions in this movie, I have to give an A plus. Yeah, well, all I, of it, them. It's also that they they seem to have the camera really close to these explosions compared to a lot of other I was movies. Which is awesome. Like, yeah, I don't know if they had. You know, some kind of crazy explosion-proof camera box built, or if they were just like, "Fuck it, these cameras know, are rentals. Works. We don't care. Extreme <laughs> we got insurance." Zoom. Yeah, yeah, it it works. Yep, it works every single time. Yeah, so they blow up this yeah. neighborhood. They, they go. That. To, they have they guys go to dressed a, as cops yeah. go to shoot a bunch of people. Yeah, at, at like the a rec center, a dance club. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah, rec center. 
They were they were dancing to uh, to raise money to save the rec center. center, Yeah, because it's the eighties. That's what happens. And of course, um, Little Miss Reporter Bitch is there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quasi. She's not. She's almost not even worth mentioning. That's how little she has to do in this movie. But yeah, but they throw her in there, so we have to. We have to kind of brush on it. They felt like they had to have a woman in there somewhere. Sure, but yeah, they have nosy reporter lady, smarmy reporter face. Yeah, who doesn't. Really? She's not even a reporter. She's just a photographer. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Well, it might have been one of those, like, I'm the reporter slash photographer. Like, she was a freelance I, yeah. photographer. Yeah, but sure. that's not how freelance photographers work. Well, whatever. That's, that's how, how this rocket launchers work. That's how this freelance photographer works. Yeah, but she's just she's yeah. just there at, like, every catastrophe just about her. Shows up shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. And is getting in the police's Making money face, on tragedy. You know... Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, you know, kind of gets tied up with Chuck for a little bit, you know, pretty much long enough. Like, the longest interaction they have is, like, he takes her car to go save this girl that's yeah. been kidnapped from the mall, which is a, you know, hostility later. later yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, eventually Chuck's Chuck sense kicks in and he starts being there as these crimes are being perpetrated. Like, he drives that four by four into the mall and starts taking out dudes while they're attempting to blow up the mall. I mean, mm-hmm. they've already set off like a suitcase bomb and and then they're just shooting up the crowd and yeah, yeah. these guys are just assholes, dicks. Yeah. It, yeah. Like like that's the thing is they're not even attacking authority. They're just going after innocent civilians. Well, they're at yeah. every I mean, that's, possible chance. They're attempting that's to cause anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're attempting to cause anarchy and getting the populace to arm and fight amongst themselves and you know and it works. so distrust yeah. amongst the masses. Yeah, yeah. so. But yeah, so Chuck kind of like occasionally kind of gets one guy alive, gets some kind of vague information as to where Rostov is, and then he just starts basically having Chuck sense, you know, spider sense. He's just there yeah. as the shit every is going time down. Something's going to yeah. happen, and it just happens to be at the right place every single time. And- well, we have skipped a crucial scene. Okay, when one of the henchmen who shot at his house goes to a whorehouse mm-hmm. to meet up with a chick, and of course, Chuck, being Chuck, is waiting in the closet for sure. Him. And the guy sits down, Chuck stabs him in the hand, mm-hmm. starts going... The guy's hand who crazy. is already bandaged. Yes. <laughs> because he, he got shot by somebody else earlier on, but... Yeah. But he's, he stabs him in the hand, pins his hand to the table. That was the guy who was holding... He was holding, like, a one of the rocket launchers or the yeah. Law's rocket, and... um. Chuck's friend shot him, yes. shot the rocket launcher out of his hand, and that's why his hand is injured. Yes. It's completely useless okay. information, but that's it. <laughs> but yeah, that's... It really, tie, it really ties the room together, though. <laughs> it does. But yeah, he stabs the guy in the hand, pins him, and he's just like, where's Rostov? <laughs> he's like, I don't know. And he's like, where's Rostov? And his buddy comes in. And well, that's just it. It's They're not even buddies. Like, a second ago, these guys were like almost ready to fight. Yeah. This was the guy, like, they come rolling up in their car and knock over their uh, car wash bucket. Yeah, he's and the guy two, gets furious. Yeah, and they go, and he's got this, you know, it's like it's it's one dude, and then he's got this like Muscle big like friend. St- steroided up dude mm-hmm. friend, and so they they for whatever reason he's kind of concerned that he's like going to help this guy. I, I, I no, guess. he's going up to kick that guy's ass, and Chuck Norris is in the way. I think. No, I don't think he goes up there until <laughs> no, the chick starts screaming like, says, "Yeah, hey, they're gonna kill him." Yeah, the horse starts screaming, saying like, "They're gonna kill him," and he goes running in, and and then Chuck's uh, yeah. amazing line. <laughs> When the guy comes back, he goes, if you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rights, you're going to beg for a left. <laughs> and then the guy runs away. Yep. And then he comes back. To go back. get a steroided friend, basically. Yeah, he gets, he gets Roy Boy. Yeah. 
who Chuck Norris promptly kicks in the chest. Yeah, that dude like busts in and he just is like, Wah! and he's just out the door and like, okay, well, I'm out well, of this Yeah, fight. they're like, not so tough now, are you, Chuck Norris? Yeah. And he just kind of looks at him like, oh, yes, really? I am. <laughs> really, guys? Really? Yeah. So he kicks the one to the chest, chases the other guy out, and then well, he, he, I, I love what he does. He kicks the one dude in the chest, and then he just like goes, like gives like a, a like <laughs> a I'm gonna fake, out, a at fake out of the other yeah, dude. He, he just, just falls all over guy. himself. Yeah, <laughs> dude, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. If he just kicked the biggest dude you had in the chest, and the yes. dude just went down. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, but broke his stern. It was a good like holy shit, fall over backwards <laughs> thing. <laughs> So they that go. That is the exact description of it. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> and so they go running out, and then he, I guess he gets whatever little bit of information from the guy with the knife in the hand, and then he pulls out a hand grenade, pulls the pen, and hands it to the dude who can't go anywhere. Or he tosses the pen like where he can't reach it because mm-hmm. his hands right stabbed to the thing, and says, "If you make it out alive, tell Rostov it's time to die." Yep. <laughs> and so then walks beautiful. away. Walks away. The guy chucks the grenade out the, out the, out window, the window. And of course, blows up. The it car. lands in the car that they were so lovingly washing. And yeah. the guy's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on from that. Yes. Yeah. It's when he, he gets the spider sense from that mm-hmm. point forward, or the Chuck sense, I guess we'll call it. Yes. Shows up at the mall where mm-hmm. they are just, they blow up the bomb and they just open fire on people. Yep. Immediately after this happens, Chuck busts through the side of the mall with his truck. Mm-hmm. Starts running dudes over, smashing through kiosks, yep. destroying storefronts. And then the appearance of the, of the mini Uzis. <laughs> I believe that's the first time they make their appearances. He yes. pops up kind of like from behind the Christmas display and just starts spraying yep. dudes. Yes. It, it's, yeah. This is just pure, like, movie genius awesome. This is why the 80s were invented. Pretty much. I so think Chuck this is Norris also could pop up brandishing twin mini Uzis. I think this is also why the micro Uzi. Yeah. I think micro, it's micro Uzis. Yeah, Sorry, they're micros. Whatever. They're li- I, little Uzis. I do believe that's why ones. those specifically were involved so that Chuck Norris could wield them in this fashion. I think yes. that's I, I think that's in the design document for those. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Had to be. But yeah, so he's just destroying dudes and eventually the last two get outside cuz yes. they steal a truck yeah like a display, display truck yeah because they're sitting there hot wiring it while he's which they always put plenty of gas in those things because yeah they're yeah they're waiting for people to steal them yeah and so they but then then he he takes a hostage like there's these two girls outside like he gets the the nissan truck which is not chuck's truck the other one outside and there's these two girls standing there and they've got big well, 80s hair remember chuck is hanging on the side of the truck as they're smashing through the entire right, mall right right and yeah. then finally jumps off punching, when they bust out the yeah, door. Yeah, punching yeah. dudes, punching a the dude yeah. while he's getting smashed through kiosks. So they kind of they kind of fishtail out of the mall and stop for a second. And he grabs this girl by the hair, pulls her up like to stand on the um, like the running boards of the truck, uh-huh. and then proceeds to like take her hostage, holding her by the hair at first, and drives, and drives away. Yeah. Uh, eventually, still outside eventually somehow it shifts to his arm, like under her arm. But, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he basically cavemans her onto the car and drives <laughs> off. And this is where the photographer chick has her yeah, car. She just conveniently parked right, right outside. Conveniently she's like, hey, right outside the and she's got a convertible. Yes, of course. Convertible so, Mustang. So for whatever reason, she jumps into the back of the car. Because it's her car. Because it's her car. And they go off to rescue this one girl after... You know, thirty or so people in the mall just died, but it's important. Yeah. <laughs> Got to rescue this one girl. If it's you can Chuck save does. one life, yes. So, you know, they have this kind of high speedy chase down the road. Mm-hmm. Eventually, 
pull the girl into the car. The bad guys try to toss a grenade into their car, but but I think it's Chuck, lurching so much the passenger yeah, I think drops the, it. Yeah, on I think the floor. Chuck like rams the car just as he's about to throw it and drops it in the floorboard. And not only does the car explode, but it he he rams it off the road so that it goes into a parking lot full of other cars before the grenade goes off. Some of which yeah. also explode. Yes. <laughs> and the that Nissan truck does a, a couple flips uh-huh. before oh. it lands. It's well, like a, a windshield blows out. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Man, the explosions in this oh, fucking so. movie are choice. Uh-huh. Mint. Yeah, it, once again, Choice mint. something good blows the fuck up. Oh, blows up real good. Yeah. And then Chuck just all of a sudden, he's, hey. Chilling out. Gotta go. Yeah. It's like, all right, back to uh, wherever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this. And, and then they cut to the cops in the mall, and they're like, got any leads? <laughs> and they're like, uh, well. Leads? <laughs> we had his truck, but then, uh. It was only it, an impound for about an hour before it vanished again. Yeah. And there's Chuck driving around. Like, all right, back to my spider sense. Yeah, I mean, the local cops are kind of trying to catch Chuck because he's a vigilante, and the CIA guy is kind of a popping up here and there saying, like, you got to get raw stuff, top, stop this, blah, blah, blah. He's just kind of being the general asshole. I'm not going to yeah. help. I'm just going to tell you what to do. You yeah, they, do. They, yeah, the typical cops chasing the wrong guy type yeah. thing. I'm just trying to think to skip ahead. I mean, there's there's lots of yeah, other scenes I mean, of violence. I'm trying to think of any other choice things we have to bring up. We have to talk about the with, two explosions. Well, there's okay. the, one, the two bombs. Yeah, where they're going to bomb a church. Mm-hmm. Because that's how fucking evil these guys are. Yes. Just to completely non-redeem yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. They, Whatever the opposite of redemption is, that's what they do in this right. movie. So, Like Dirk Benedict, they cannot redeem themselves. <laughs> so yeah, of course, they show people Callback going... Joke. They show people <laughs> going into the church... And they're they're showing the whole like service going on, yeah, and they, they show the guy put the suitcase right outside on the door, the steps right in front of the door, and rolling the cord back out. They painstakingly make sure to show those people like looking for somewhere to to Some seek sort refuge. Of yes, and running into this church. I just I just want to point out how obvious they make it that these are you know these are these the, are most, the innocent. most innocent people that they can be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a husband, wife, and a little kid. kid you yeah, know. it's, just, it's a, a kid. church full of people and they're all saying the Lord's Prayer. Oh, man. And then this guy's setting up a bomb right outside <laughs> What the an door. asshole. <laughs> yep. Yep, so then they roll it back <laughs> the cord and they and and the guy gets back and then they show him slowly plugging in the two leads, flipping the switch open, looking for the green light and then hitting the button Pick. and Nothing. And they cut, um, to, they well, cut maybe, to the front. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, maybe, maybe I had it backwards. Nothing. And well, the I reversed the positive and the negative. Huh. And then they show Chuck standing on the roof right above him. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like, work. Doesn't work. <laughs> now it does. Something like that. Well, yeah. He goes, Is that what he says? Pretty much. He, he throws the oh, suitcase God. down on top of them and ah, twists the lead. Didn't work, back. huh? Yeah. Now, now it will. Drops the suitcase bomb on them. And then flicks the leads together. I yeah. don't know how that works, but yeah. it it works. It's well, fucking Chuck Norris. He's, he's electric. Kingdom come. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> Blows them the fuck up. Yeah. And like it looked like these guys were even ready to like blow up the door, and then they had their guns ready for people to start pouring out so that they mm-hmm. could shoot them. In yeah. addition to that, not on Chuck's watch. Not on fucking Chuck's watch. Yeah. And sadly, Rostov had just left. Yeah, with the main the with uh, with Nico because mm-hmm. they're like we gotta find Chuck. He killed more of our guys. Yep. 
So, of course, Uh-oh. they had this right after they had left. But, uh, Chuck's right here, baby. Yeah. Then the next scene is that, like, everyone's outside trying to get food. You know, they're all in the, in the shops like, oh, oh we yeah, don't have yeah. any food. Oh, yeah. yeah. Food Typical panic, days. you know, yeah. And there's tons of people outside. And then, of course, all these, army ca- ar- yeah. all these army cars pull up and the guys get out and they all kind of get in formation looking away from all the people standing there. And it's the bad guys. And Nico specifically, the lieutenant guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they turn around. They're about to open fire. And, of course, Chuck, knowing, (laughs) all-seeing, all-knowing Chuck, (laughs) shows up, runs one of them over, hops out, just starts gunning them all down. Mm -hmm. Nico eventually takes the photographer chick because she has the same sense that Chuck does, except she doesn't know how to fight. But, yeah, so she gets taken hostage. Chuck vanishes. And the guy's like, come out, where are you, where are you? He's got he's, the gun to her head. Yeah. And this is what's amazing is Chuck pops up from behind, grabs the dude's arm so fast, makes him pull the trigger as it goes back to yeah. his own head. Yep. <laughs> and then she freaks I, I out. I don't think I've ever seen that move in a movie. No, I, mean, I don't think so. That was like, amazing. The, the weird thing, like, this gun it, it has this. It almost looks like he hit him in the stomach or something yeah, first. Yeah, this gun has, like, a crazy sight on it, and he grabbed it by the sight and pulled it back, and then it looked like he punched the guy in the ribs, and the guy flinched and pulled the trigger and shot himself. Actually, I think he punched her in the ribs so she would keel forward. Oh, was that it? Okay. I I think that's... Either way, it's just fucking awesome how Uh, fast it happens. mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you just see the guy suddenly pop back and shoot himself in the head. Yeah. And, and of then, course, she's like, she's like, you're the dumbest son of a bitch. You're you're son of a bitch. <laughs> He's like, well, you told me to do something. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, not that. And she starts screaming at him. And then he gets probably the second best line in the movie. He just, he just turns and walks away and goes, I'm going to leave before you get mad. <laughs> and just keeps walking. <laughs> and she and throws she, a trash yeah, can. She grabs a trash can lid and frisbees it at his head. And of course, it sails around him, hits his truck, and he just never breaks stride. Never breaks stride and raises his arm, arm back and to wave like, at her. Ways, gets on the truck and leaves. Awesome. <laughs> oh, so awesome. Uh, Peter Weller. This is what Peter you should have done. Pay attention. This is how you'd be awesome, Peter Weller. But yeah. Um, uh, I was trying to think, yeah, the school bus. I think we just oh, have to bring it up. Yes. Okay. Uh, Once again, to demonstrate the evilness yes, of yes. these dudes, they put all these kids on a bus because mm-hmm. they're taking them to safety. I don't know, whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> safety camp. They're safe taking haven. them away. It's safe it's, haven for it's children. Just, uh, they just, it's just like they did when you know the bombing of London thing. Take the yeah. kids out of. Okay, well, whatever. They're yeah. taking the kids okay. out of harm's way. Yes. Which of course immediately means all these kids are now in harm's way. Right. <laughs> it's just like Narnia. Yeah. So, Never of course, these because, assholes are assholes. Because these guys are so evil, they get a bomb and they just smack, smack it, it on the, the side, side of the school bus. Yeah. And Chuck senses this because he happens to be driving <laughs> in the same direction. He knew it was going to happen, which is why he was yeah. driving that Well, they direction. made the mistake of like causing a ruckus. They drove through the barricades and all yeah. that. And I think Chuck kind of sensed there was something up. So Yeah. So <laughs> they smack it on the side. It's got mm-hmm. the counter that's going super fast. It starts yeah. at like 300, but it's like 3299. Right. And it's going fast. So, of course, Chuck only has a little bit of time to get up there to get it. Only a little bit of time. So, so of course, he does, he does the same thing. Smashes through the barricades. Only in his awesome truck. Yep. Guns it. Grabs grabs the C4 bomb off the side of the, <laughs> off the, side of the bus. And you're like, and oh, then, he's just going to toss it. No, I didn't. I no, was no, like, no, no, no. We knew. We knew. Yeah, what was we were like, he's got to catch up to those assholes. <laughs> He's like, I got 30 seconds left. <laughs> Plenty of time. Plenty of time. 
He drives up alongside him and goes, I think he dropped this. <laughs> sticks it on the hood. Stuck it on their car and hauls ass Guns off. It. They, they slam on the brakes and immediately just fireball. Just fucking fireball. White out yet again. Oh, man, what a glorious fireball that one was. Yeah, that old 80s, whatever the hell that was. Oh, man. I can Gasoline. probably find out what it was. Oh, you mean the car? What yeah. type of car? Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, and then they cut from car. that to him at a carnival, like mm-hmm. a little carnival that's set up, and half of it's bombed out. Yeah, that's his, and that's where that's he his, meets with his contact. That's his Oscar-winning moment. Yeah, that's the Oscar moment. That, that's the. Like, it didn't I was too late. You know, all that was yeah. missing was the you know drop to the knees and why? Yeah, but then Chuck doesn't cry do that. as yeah. they leave. Chuck doesn't do that. Yeah, but they. Uh, that's where he meets his contact guys. Like he's like, here's what I need. Yeah, and and the guys like, well, we will never be able to do this. Throw those cannon. You can't do that. And then, and then this is when they just show Chuck chilling on the couch, or he's on a, he's on a bed in a cheap hotel, and taking just, his rest. Yep, watching sci-fi watch it, watching movies. a sci-fi movie. Yeah, pew, and of course pew, the pew. FBI and everyone busts in, and he never moves an inch. They smash through the windows, they smash the door, and he just sits there holding the remote exactly the same way he was. Mm-hmm. They're like you knew we were gonna catch you. That's because he, he wants them like, to. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking you to but your he had, did. Did we mention that he had given a note of of some things he needed done to the to yep. the CIA handler? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was that was when the guy was like, "Oh, we can never pull this off." Yeah, yeah. But he's like, "Do it." Yep. I don't so, care. So they take him into custody, and of course they they bus him up to Atlanta, I guess, because this sure. is all taking place in South Florida mm-hmm. around Miami, because yeah. there are landmarks in Miami around. But so they take him up to uh, Atlanta, as the voiceover tells us from the news, because. Whole time you got Rostov watching the TV, going, "Oh, this is great. America sucks." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah so they take him there, and then there's an interview. Somebody's like, "Do you have anything to say?" So yeah, he looks directly at the camera, and he goes, "Nico is easy." And then it cuts to Rostov watching watch a TV screen where he's Chuck Norris is given the death stare through the TV screen. He goes, "Now it's your turn. One night you'll close your eyes, and when they open, I'll be there." It'll be time to die. <laughs> and everyone watching this other than Rostov is like, Holy why would you not fuck with this guy? You have oh fucked with the wrong God. man. Whoever he's talking to is fucked. <laughs> Move to a different planet. Just Holy run. shit. Just I just shit my pants. I don't, I don't even think he's talking to me. Run. Never stop running. Don't look back. Just go. For God's sake, Get go. to the chopper. Get to something uh, that's not here. And of course, Rostov... He ensigns out for a second and destroys the TV. Yep. He picked up that TV and smashed it to shit. And this was and this was not like a stage TV. This was a real ass TV. No, and yeah, yeah, it looked like a real TV. Oh, he smashed the yep. shit out of it. Yeah. So then he's like, "We've got to kill Hunter." And cut to a million guys in jeeps driving towards this this yeah, center. Him rustling up all the troops that they have. Oh yeah, before that, onto yeah. the city. All of them together, but apparently they have to stop and get armored, armored cars, the armored vehicles. Or, yeah. So, it, so <sighs> they they think they have to make it through this like this. Obviously, this building. Um, apparently, all fifty, all this fifty governors from the fifty different states are there, and a bunch of top military brass and everybody. Mm-hmm. So they've got it really heavily fortified, and like the army's there, um, lovingly portrayed by the Georgia uh, 
Georgia National Guard or whatever it was. Well, and I think they've also gone into heavy martial law at this point because the helicopters are dropping leaflets about curfew and they've right. set up the, mm-hmm. I don't know, what, I, what are those kind of barricades called? They look like the giant jacks. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like big yeah. X's. Yeah. Yeah, the big concrete and steel, yeah. you know, I don't know what they call them, but big fucking barricades. But if um, you've seen Saving Private Ryan, that's what yes, the beach things. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got those all over town, but they before they pick up the trucks, they they cut to the scene of these dudes just hanging out. One guy's oh, fixing Jesus. an engine underneath, <laughs> and the other guy's like reading the paper, and the guy's like, Oh, hey, you want some coffee? He's like, Yeah, sure. So they're yeah, pouring each other a cup of coffee. He's like, Oh, you got the sports page? Yeah, here. Yeah. He walks over. They're hands, totally playing hands, sports under Marshall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hand you know, hands the guy underneath the, the car. He's like, Oh, coffee, thanks. Yeah. And then they cut to the guy. It's a shot over the shoulder. The guy's sitting at the... The oldest dude the, in the room, by the yeah, way. The oldest dude in the room, sitting at a desk, just looking out at the garage door. And all of a sudden, it blows the fuck up. This guy, I, I'm hoping it was a dummy. Oh, me because too. Because whoever was sitting there got, like, literally chucked, chucked into the camera. Because mm-hmm. you see the desk that's underneath it, like, get blasted Yeah, like just back. the shockwave. Like... That's how big an explosion they set off in this building. Massive. I mean, like, they ha- I don't know how the film survived because they it destroyed. Was a mas- that was a masterful like piece of cin- cinematography. Like, I think if, yeah. if they'd had Just some sort of high-speed so cameras, that would be one of those like Mythbusters, you could sh- see the shockwave coming towards you yeah. type of things. Yes. We, because we, we had to rewind that to watch it again because we were like, yeah. dear God. <laughs> that dude just got wrecked. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. So the door blows open, all those... all. Rostov and his buddies pour in. All six million of yep. the guys. And then they take the trucks and they just invade. Yep. They load up and head building. down. Yes. The federal building in Atlanta is mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. And or so we think. As they are going into this building, actually going into the area before they get into the building, they're shooting shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But there's no one there. We're yep. talking about the shooting up the office building? Before yeah, they, they oh, before they even get oh, in. They're outside yeah. too. When they're outside, they're shooting at everything. Should have been a clue. But there's no one there. <laughs> the shields are still up. Yes. Yep. So of course they all get inside. They're they're just blowing up cubicles, they're gunning everything, and then they're like But there's no one. There. And then it's funny because they get like halfway through the building and then they're like Yeah. Um uh, like all the guys here. have gotten inside the building at that point. Yeah. And then Admiral Akbar pops up. He's like, That's a trial. And the one guy's like, I told you so. And Rostov's like, <laughs> that one everybody guy. go! Why is there the one asshole? <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, at while this is happening, the guy in the one helicopter that landed there mm-hmm. is like checking instruments, you know. Chilling out by his Checking chopper. what's on the radio, turning the dial. Yeah. He's, He's checking like, his cell phone, reading Twitter. Yeah. And Chuck just kind of strides out with a missile launcher. <laughs> and the dude, like, kind of looks up and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, 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 shit. I, I wish the guy, that, that, that's my only complaint about the movie, is he, like, starts to fire everything up. I wish Chuck had, like, let him lift off oh. because it would have made the explosion that much better for him and to be airborne. Yes. down to the ground. Yes. Yet another amazing I know, explosion. I know. I'm just saying. Because he blows this helicopter the yeah. fuck up. That, that was just a the tiniest of complaints because it just would have been that much more spectacular to see helicopter bits oh. raining over the side of the building. Yeah. But he blows that up. It may have been meanwhile, a little bit too ambitious for the maybe. budget. So meanwhile, inside everyone goes, it's a trap. And all the troops pour out the front. The and bad of guy, course, the terrorist Yeah, the terrorist troops. 
and of course the army has rolled in <laughs> like they had eight, tanks, like eight, eight tanks people. more than eight tanks they oh, have like a, a hundreds of soldiers out there yeah hundreds and all the guys APCs, come out yeah, yeah like helicopters jeeps helicopters everything you can think of is outside in the streets of atlanta like, and all these every and, there's probably a hundred terrorist dudes at least yes but there there's are a like ton of them. there's probably like three four hundred soldier yeah, guys with m60s and everything trained on them yeah and so there, there's kind of this standoff, but Rostov and his small crew have stayed in because he knows Chuck Norris is there, and sure. he says, I don't care, I'm going to kill him. But Scorched whoops. outside, they've got the whole, and there's kind of this standoff for a minute, because like, you can tell the terrorist guy's like, mm, we might be fucked. This might be bad. This is not good. And then one of them just decides to shoot at the helicopter above him, and whoops. that's when all holy hell unleashes from both sides. There are army dudes. Like, there's one guy. There was a firefight. <laughs> there's one guy. What kind of gun is that? With the, it's got one of those like the sheep like belt fed, fed, the belt fed. Oh, one. the belt fed. That's he's the like M60. one arming mm-hmm. the gun while holding the belt and just. It's the M60. He's giving it the full Rambo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, <laughs> so, I want the gun you, of Rambo. You just <laughs> know that beautiful. the guy playing that was just like, I can't wait to do this. That, that's his animal mother moment. Yeah. His Rambo slash uh, animal mother moment. But yeah, they just have, and they just, My the tanks open tank. fire. They start blowing up all the armored trucks. I mean, everything goes to hell out there. Yep. They've got all these sandbag barricades, but they're just blowing them the fuck up. Everything. So they'll keep cutting to this, and then they'll cut to dead silence inside as Chuck <laughs> is stalking all of them. And they're uh-huh. trying to, they're trying to clean out rooms. They're like bursting doors open, gun in the room, and then moving on. I was mistaken. Animal Mother had a that guy moment. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket wasn't until 1987. Yep. Oh, it's a couple years later. Still, true, true. Still, still, they're they both had, awesome. They moments. had M60 moments. Yeah, but yeah. So he, Chuck basically whittles down all of them, and he's and and for once somebody reloads a gun. Yeah, Chuck Norris actually reloads his Uzis, his but micro Uzis. It's just that's what's so awesome about him is he's so nonchalant going through the place because mm-hmm. he's like taking slow steps, but. He's like, I don't care if they hear me reloading. Yeah. It's he knows fine. what's up. He knows he's yeah. a motherfucking Chuck. Yeah. So he gets it down to just, well, there, of course, there, once he's, he's cleared out about five or six of them. He's out of ammo. He starts stalking through and he's like, oh shit. And he has to, he has to pick up a new gun, which is like an M16 with, mm-hmm. with, with that with this fake, fake quote ass. unquote grenade launcher mounted underneath it. With an actual grip yep. from a pistol. And so he's slowly opening it's doors. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the spider sense kicks in once he gets to one of them. He's like... Mm, not this one. Not this one. <laughs> it's best because he gets this look and he just looks back. He looks left, looks right, looks left, looks right. Slowly he steps away and then fires two grenades to both sides <laughs> of the door because he knew both guys were in there on the other side <laughs> Somehow. of the door. <laughs> Blast Enormous these guys holes. to kingdom yeah. come. Those guys, like, they didn't even exist anymore, did they? No. Did they have bodies? No. I didn't think so. And then as he's... Oh, man. Yeah, one and dude then, did, because he Yeah, he the one tried dude did, to, because he was going to try and shoot him. He tried to shoot him. And that's finally when Rostov shows up and just opens fire, like... Was that the guy that got knifed? Yes, he knifes the guy in the chest. Yeah, because the one dude, like, looks like he's all... Eh, yeah. But he kind of gets up and starts to... Yeah, Chuck the, realizes he's out of ammo. Oh, right. And he turns around and goes... Boom, yeah. Hits the out. guy right in the middle of the chest. Yeah. Rostov pops out and just... Freaks out. He's like in full panic mode at that point. Pretty much. He's just gunning the halls, gunning the halls, and Chuck's like, you fucking moron. And he eventually... You're dealing with a professional yeah. here. 
Eventually, run. does he run out of ammo, or does he get kicked out of ammo? I think he just gets his ass kicked. And we did skip one. When, when Chuck takes one guy out, there is an off-camera kick to the face. Like, leg, oh, comes, yeah. leg comes in from off-frame. Guy's walking along, Always just the whacked. best. Always the Drops best. him. But then, yep. then there's Chuck just... Man, he just takes this asshole to town. Yeah. He beat him over two cubicles. He makes him even cubicles. uglier. Yeah. Well, he, he he kicked him over two cubicles, like two two individual kicks over two individual cubicles. Yeah, he does a roundhouse right to this guy's chin, and just he goes flying through the air over the over the cubicle, somersaults over the one. Mm-hmm. As soon as he gets up, what does Chuck do? Kick him in the face. Roundhouses again. him in the face again. Mm-hmm. Rolls over, and then he then he and goes vanishes. Then he, <laughs> <laughs> he goes dark. So, then he goes like Swayze. Oh. <laughs> and the Ro- movie, not the fact that he's dead. Oh, <laughs> Aww, either way. Oh, God, and Rostov is just like, yep, I am so fucked right now. And all he's got left... But he finds his mystical rocket launcher. Yes, all he has left is the rocket launcher. So it, they just the final shots are him just stalking the halls of this, all these cubicles, walking down the hall. And then finally there's one where he's just slowly walking and you see Chuck blurry in the back of the frame walk from right to left mm-hmm. and stop meanwhile it's all over this guy's shoulder and then they show a close-up of his hand and you just hear shunk as yes. chuck opens up the rocket launcher he that might, he has. yeah the bad guy rostov might have his mystical rocket launcher but chuck's got the law in his hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. we're just waiting the whole time to say oh, oh, man. He was. i've been waiting for a few minutes for that but yeah so, so you hear shunk and then Rostov's like, no, <laughs> tries to turn and shoot. Not going to happen. Nope. Nope. Chuck Norris, like, Chuck blind fires hip. from the hip. Oh, it's beautiful. Hits him. Chuck fucking jibs this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy explodes into pieces out, out, out of the, the window. window. And we went back and again had to rewatch this because there's a foot. There's a, <laughs> and a foot. Skull. There's eventually a Maybe skull. Maybe a piece of spine yeah. <laughs> and a skull. Flying, flying out, out the window. In like they semi really slow motion. Somebody had really fun. sold this. Somebody had fun putting that together. I don't know what kind of dummy they used to blast out that window when they glorious. blew it up. Yep. But they blow him up, cut back to Chuck, freeze Free frame. frame, credits. Well yeah, he tosses the laws the the law aside. Yeah. <laughs> He's done with the law. Uh, he says, Chuck out. Chuck out. And then psh, freeze frame. Credits. Freeze frame, credits, freeze frame. five fucking jocks. Yep. Without yep. a fucking doubt. <laughs> if we could award more, I might. This, this movie delivered on every single promise it made. Honestly, it yes. had one-liners, it had ass-kicking, it had explosions, it even it had, had car chases. even had some gratuitous nudity. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. But it's a Chuck Norris movie. You're probably not going to yeah. get a whole lot. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't mention the the couple fucking on the beach when they first invade. <laughs> yeah, because we thought that was going to be a gratuitous nudity moment. But there's Until just Nico kills them. Yeah, he just walks up and doof, doof, <laughs> shoots both of these <laughs> wrong place, te- wrong time. Two teenagers fucking on the beach. So yeah, let the invasion begin. Poor yeah. guys, poor kids. No, we we we've spoken plenty on this. It's yeah, it's, it's a unanimous five jocks. Yeah, if you've been listening. <sighs> This has been the easiest five jocks since I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Yeah. No, not even. Since honestly, probably since I come in peace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Arena was a five jocks, but it was kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe. It was, yeah. We yeah, weren't like so. just absolutely blown away like we were by this movie. 
Yeah. This movie is why we do this podcast. Me, Action USA, I, I was as sure about that as a... But, I mean, that's that's lower budget. I'm just saying that that delivered on what I expected from that movie. This this actually exceeded what I expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew there was going to be Chuck Norris kicking ass, but I kind of thought it was going to be like a Red Dawn scenario. You know, yeah. like he, him yeah. in a small town, just, you know, bigger shit's going on, but he's just got to deal with a small thing. No, it's like mm-hmm. he is literally the one-man army that is the oh. only one that can stop the entire United States from getting taken over by these fuckheads. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie is amazing. Go watch this fucking thing, like immediately. Listen yep. to the listen to the second half of this episode, <laughs> and then go watch. Optional. We'll, we'll, then, still, yeah. we'll still be here. We'll still be here, but yeah. you know, we'd like you to listen to the second half. Well, we do. We want you to. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So let's take a break. Yep. Second half. Second half. Half number two. The Bamcast. Woo. Probably going to be a shorter second half than the first. Probably. Yeah, maybe so. I hope. That might be our longest first half ever. It's been. Yeah, well. It's up there. It was worth it. Mm Mm-hmm. It deserved every minute. It did. Well, let's see. Do we want to play some of these voicemails? Um, We had some people chiming in on Buckaroo Banzai. Had a... Sure. Suggestion, some stuff. We can do that. Yeah. Hey, people send us voicemails. It's our obligation to play these voicemails. Okay. Fair enough. And we will give judgments on their lives based on those. Yes, let us pass judgment on people. All right, so we got one from uh, our imaginary truck driver, Clint. All right, Clint. Hey, guys. This is the imaginary truck driver, Clint, from Madison. Hi, Clint. Hey, just got done listening to Buckaroo Bonsai podcast. Yeah, I saw that when I was 14. Um maybe 15. I don't think I saw it at the theaters, but yeah, that one was, like you said, it was kind of a fun mess. Uh, I think nostalgia will make people defend that movie more than anything else. Hey, just on your topic, uh, talking about westerns and samurai movies, got a couple for you. Um, They came out in the 60s. They're a lot of fun for the samurai genre. Uh, They made a boatload of them. Uh, Don't get the remake. And don't go off the terrible recommendation of Blind Fury that I gave you a while back. But the uh, Zadoichi movies, they made a TV show out of it, too. A lot of fun, very goofy. Um, I think you have a good time with those. Uh, The first couple are real serious, uh, but then they kind of stop taking themselves so serious, and they're a lot more fun. Uh, Those ones are always a a hoot. Um, And Westerns, I've got a couple for you that I always thought were really good. Uh, Clint Eastwood, loved him, loved all the ones you mentioned, and also uh, Pale Rider, I thought that was a really good one. Uh, good one with Tom Selleck, uh, typically of the 80s, uh, Quigley Down Under, that one was a, a blast, especially with that huge rifle that he had. And one that you guys might not have seen, it's, it's, I'm hoping I got the title right, it's a little 
bit obscure, but Burt Lancaster uh, won, I think he came out in the, in the 60s, uh, Western called The Professionals. Um, I could be wrong on that one, but that one was pretty decent. So, anyways, guys, love the podcast and uh, 80s recommendation. I can't remember which year this came out, so it might be already passed, but uh, really terrible movie with an incredibly hot French actress in it, a uh, vampire movie called Life Force. Um, so there you go. Love the podcast as always. Clint out. I hope Clint introduces himself as the imaginary truck driver from Madison to everyone he meets. <laughs> yeah. I do like to imagine that. I think that would be awesome. I think we, we're kind of done writing his fake story, though. I think I think his I fake think story, story backstory is, is, I think it's pretty good. is pretty solid. Yeah, um, yeah let's see. Um, yeah, Life Force is 85, so yeah. we missed out on it, unfortunately. It's a, it's a Toby Hooper movie, so I kind of want to watch it just because now. And I like incredibly hot French actresses. I think I've seen. I'm down with that. Course. I like that I the I, I like that the international poster features boobies on it. You know, Hell so. yeah, nice. international posters. I'm, I'm I'm on board with that too. Yeah, but uh, Zatoichi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Heard really good. I've never managed to see it, but I've heard really good things about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something. There's s- quite a few of like them. Like twenty something or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've actually never seen Pale Rider. Really? Yeah. I, I think I have it to watch, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I don't think I've seen that or High Plains Drifter, believe it or not. What? High Plains yeah. Drifter is a good one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I need to get around to watching those. You should watch it. Basically any of them, honestly. Yeah. Any of them with Clint in them. I, like, I, on, I can't think of a bad one. Well, there, wasn't there one that was like a comedy or something that probably wasn't very good? I think he did one that was like a comedy or something. I, I want to say it had like Jane Fonda or somebody in it. Not me. Is that one? Is that it? I don't know. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But Paint Your Wagon was a... Oh, my God. I heard... That's weird. Sorry, like, that's I didn't a second, mean to bring up Well, that's the second Lee time... Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Lee yeah. Marvin sings in Paint Your yeah. Wagon. That's what... Okay, Weirdest so, thing... Okay, so I take it back. Like, <laughs> I'd never heard of Paint Your Wagon until last night as I was driving home from a friend's house at uh-huh. but o'clock in the morning. Um, and they were talking about 70s music and how paint your wagon a james taylor song were yeah. both on the well it's just like it's like on uh, the, uh raindrops keep falling on my head from butch cassie it's just like it feels so out of place and yeah almost kind of like, wrecks the movie i mean mm-hmm. it's a great movie but totally shoehorned but in yeah the soundtrack song. on that was yeah. a ahead of like a james taylor album or something yeah. like that this yeah. is weird this is like, why shoehorning yeah. in music that doesn't fit with a movie is a bad idea it's like I don't need Inya in my Lord of the Rings. I don't need... It's just weird that it popped up. (laughs) Inya, I can see Inya in Lord of the Rings. And by the way... Watch it. Wow, (laughs) Wonder Woman. Uh, Not happening, just so you know. What? Wow, what? Did they can it? He's looking at the pictures of Wonder Woman. Did they can it? Yeah, yeah, the TV show, yeah, it's dead. Yeah, it's not happening. Okay. So, that's all you get. Well, I got a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that'll have to get me by. Well, they're talking about making the movie now, but probably that might not happen either. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, Life Force. Um, that gave me a good segue, but now I won't use it. Anyway, we have another voicemail. Okay. Hi, guys. It's Mike from Pittsburgh. Um, in terms of movies similar to Buckaroo Banzai, um, that Big Trouble in Little China, of course. Um, and I, don't, I, I heard that it was based on what was once the script for Buckaroo Banzai and the World Crime League. I don't know if that's true or not. There's not much known about that script. But anyway, um, 
It has a lot of the same elements, but it makes much fewer mistakes, and it also gives you the answer of who should have played Buckaroo Banzai. And I think also maybe in the same vein of movies trying to do that sort of thing might be uh, what, what, what am I thinking of? Um, well, Wild Wild West. You know the whole uh, you know hero who can do anything and completely ridiculous villains and being overly self-aware so that nobody actually liked it. Um, and maybe Army of Darkness. Which gives you another idea of who should have played Buckaroo Banzai. So, well, good luck with the rest of the 80s. Out. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. And yes, I don't know how we overlooked Kurt Russell. That is a fine choice. Yeah. For pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. And the only thing about Bruce Campbell, I, he popped into my head, but he really wasn't like the Bruce Campbell we know back in 1984. Yeah. I mean, he had done Evil Dead, yeah. but the first Evil Dead, he's not. He he's, plays it so straight. Yeah for the most part that you kind of don't realize what he's holding in until you see evil dead two. Right. And then yeah, that's, and once he close. did evil dead two, yeah. he's kind of, well, that was he's what, been 86, 87. Is it, is it 87? Okay. And yeah, ever since he did that, that's kind of like who he's been since then. And I think he was a bit different back then, but yeah, but I mean, either one, yes, I think would have worked, but as we said, just about anybody would work better than Peter Weller, <laughs> as long as they seemed interested in what they were doing. Sad, but true. Yep. So, but yeah, I guess I guess they're kind of, thematically, think, they're kind of similar. I think before, I was just going to mention this because I think a lot of people always overlook this movie. Before Evil Dead 2, if you want to see shades of Bruce Campbell to come, uh, watch the movie Crime Wave. I was about to say Crime Wave. Yeah, in 85. Yeah. So, yeah. just small shades of it. He wasn't full on Bruce Campbell that we know mm-hmm. today, but getting there. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think we've touched on Buckaroo Banzai. I know we struck a nerve there a little bit. Yeah, a but little bit. I, but, I, but, but fuck but, you guys. Because <laughs> you're wrong. <sighs> I was trying to it's dig ourselves out thing. of that. Oh, no. There's no... Honestly, with the... Now you're just getting overly angry because no, people are I'm, defending I'm, it so no, much. No, I'm, I'm not actually angry about this. I'm just going to say this. Uh-oh. There is no way that we're going to be able to dig ourselves out of this because people are fully entrenched in their nostalgia. Okay. And right or wrong, and I don't care if they're right or wrong, even though they are, um, <laughs> but I don't care. Um, we're not going to change anybody's mind about this. It's almost like a debate about religion. You're not going to, in a discussion over the internet, Twitter, podcast, email, you're just not going to change somebody's mind about how they feel about mm-hmm. this movie. Okay. Okay. There, it's just not going to happen. So there's no point in, in, in trying. We've said what we said, yeah, and people have opinions. I wasn't attempting to change anybody's mind. I was just going to clarify that, yes, I think I will admit that maybe we shouldn't have done that movie, but on the other on the other hand, we all kind of wanted to see it. You know, So yeah. maybe it's breaking our own rule a little bit about watching something that's a little too self-aware, trauma-style, but... Yeah, you know, we're allowed to break our own rules at the same time. So we'll never watch a Buckaroo Banzai movie again. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> Good call. But yeah, no, I just so I, I I will admit that maybe we did break our own rule a little bit, but it was also you two hadn't seen it. And I thought, well, yeah, it's here. It's a it's a big one that a lot of people have seen. Maybe it would stir up some controversy, which uh, it apparently obviously did. did. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, we, and apparently we didn't hate it, but we just I think that movie would have been so much better with somebody else's Buckaroo Banzai, somebody you could buy as. Superman, you know, yeah. kind of guy. So. Well, and according to Green Capped, we would have a better understanding and appreciation of the movie if we were more familiar with Doc Savage. Yeah. 
to which he sent us a Doc Savage clip, and holy God, I wanted to watch that movie right then. It looks there. way better than yes. Yeah. Uh, that's Anything one of the Buck ones Rubanzai I was ever trying was. to think of, and it just it was slipping my brain because yeah, honestly that that movie kind of melted my brain a little bit that night, and I was mm-hmm. tired anyway. So yeah, we just had a rough night. Yeah. So yes, we understand what it did. It's just we also still conclude that it's not doesn't do it as without well as the it nostalgia. Yeah. It doesn't hold up nearly as right. well, unfortunately. Yes. So that's our that's our piece. We're done with Buckaroo okay. Banzai. So are we done with voicemails? I Is think so. All? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do we have it? We do have an email though. We do have an email. Oh, we do from from Walter. 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 <laughs> Eventually, we're gonna get another pronunciation Walter. key. Walter. Yes. Walter. We actually, Walter. Walter we need you to record the pronunciation of your name. <laughs> You're gonna make this. He can't call in because us. he's international. I believe. I know. That's the problem. But he can record it on his computer. And yeah, email that's us. what I mean. Just yeah. send yeah. us a little a little clip of you pronouncing yeah. your name. Anyway, anyway, this is from Walter. It says, "Hey, BMF cast." I know that you guys already have a movie set to be watched for the 84th episode. This is a slightly older email that we didn't get to before the last one. But anyway, uh, I know you guys already have a movie set to be watched for the 84th episode, but I'd like to suggest from 85, Code of Silence and Invasion USA, both Bamcast-worthy Chuck Norris movies. So good call, Walter. Another suggestion would appeal especially to Harlow, being a bad sword and sorcery movie, but you could watch Red Sonia with Brigitte Nielsen and Arnold, but this one is terrible. It sure is. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and how? I like to end by saying that I finally saw Robot Jocks and fuck yeah, Robot Jocks! Keep up the good work, Walter. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. Yes, I, have we all three seen Red Sonia? Probably. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you watch Conan one and two, and you're like, I need more, and then you go, Oh look, Red Sonia, uh, and then you're like, Oh shit. Oh. Uh, and then you realize that Cole the Conqueror is the true third Conan movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he said, um, Fuck yeah, Robot USA, <laughs> dude. And it's good to see people who have not seen Robot Jocks finally seeing Robot Jocks. And ah, <sighs> yes, feels a little bit like vindication, <laughs> somewhat for Stuart Gordon. So um, um, I want to point out one thing. Okay, that uh, Musum posted in the comments for the uh, Death Stalker episode. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there is a four-pack DVD coming out. There sure is. Wait, four what? films, what? one disc. One disc, really? Uh, it looks like it. Oh, God. Contains Deathstalker, Deathstalker 2, uh-huh. Barbarian Queen, and The Warrior and the Sorceress. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it does not include Deathstalker 3 and 4, which it probably should just be that pack. But it doesn't matter. It has yeah. Death, Deathstalker 1, so I guess that's what's important. Yeah. As Chuck pointed out, like, because Musum was like, hey, does this sound like a good purchase? And I'm like, yes. It has Deathstalker in it, right? Why are you asking? It can't be for one For 17 disc, bucks. They don't even do that on the super cheap stuff. It's probably just four it's discs. It's Roger Corman's in, Cult Classics All Night Marathon. I'm, I'm betting there, there's four discs crammed in a, in a single case DVD because they do, they do that. Or like, it's. No, oh, wait. Number you know of what discs? It is? Or two. A flipper? It's two, two dual sides. Yeah. It's two, two flippers. Yeah. Two flippers. Yep. Which is the worst. Yeah. Well. Shout Factory, though. They're pretty good, usually, about their stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as Chuck put it, Deathstalker is the movie you're buying this for. The mm-hmm. others are bonus features. <laughs> sure. Yep, that'll work. So yeah. Fair enough. So anyway, yeah, I, I need to click pre-order on that one. Yeah. <laughs> August 23rd. Happy almost birthday to me. So mm. it'll be past my birthday by the time you guys are listening to this. So well, thank you for all the gifts in advance. 
Yeah, happy birthday, um, BJ. Thank you. Thank you. And happy birthday, America, by yeah, the way. Yeah, hell yeah. Which is coming up. Uh, should be a couple days after uh, after you guys get to listen to this gym. Your present is Invasion USA. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the gift that keeps on killing. That is correct. Yeah. So, um... So, uh, the segue I was going to take earlier <laughs> mm-hmm. with the possible Wonder Woman movie is I... Like I hinted at last episode, I, uh... I got to see Green Lantern. Green Lantern. How was Green Lantern? How was Green Lantern? Not bad. Not great. Um, I think that all of the ire toward this movie is in the fact that the third act just kind of pulls a Jonah Hex and it's like, all right, wrap this shit up. Let's go. Because it just, Mm. it's like, it's like, it's building fairly well. And then you get like one kind of cool fight and it just seems like it's a real easy ending to something they built up to be bigger than it, you know, than mm-hmm. it really was to, to defeat. It's just kind of one of those, uh, yeah. almost like X-Men one kind of things where it's like, yeah, I guess we kind of need a, a, something for him to struggle against while we're telling the, in, you know, the origin story. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of do this thing and, yeah, it's there. It's this big looming thing, but hey, they're going to defeat it pretty easily. So, mm, it's a bummer. Yeah. So well, I they've don't know. said they've already greenlit the sequel. Okay. Well, really? Jesus. Yeah. As and almost every article I've read about it has been like Warner Brothers does not learn their lesson. Greenlight sequel to Green Lantern. Okay. I don't know. I just I mean, it, it's is it a good setup for other ones? Yeah, I, I it sure seems like they put everything there is to have of the Green Lantern mythos is not really because I mean Sinestro is a good guy in this movie and he's set up at the very end to be the bad guy in the next one so yeah and it's Mark Strong so un- well, unlike Peter Sarsgaard who I said earlier who plays somebody completely different but yeah, yeah. well I mean come on your name's Sinestro you look yeah. like the devil <laughs> yeah I know without horns you're the bad guy Sinister. yeah Can, could they you think they could make him the bad guy well, no, that's that's he already he, is. He already is. He I mean, from, in the movie, in the movie, he was. Didn't you say in the movie he was a good in guy? In the first one, he's a good guy. Yeah. Okay, but he yeah. gets power hungry and becomes a bad guy. In in, the, in this the, movie, well, like at the very very end, it's like okay. hinted at for sequel purposes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah, one it, of those it, deals. Yeah. I, think, I, I, I want to say it was either like very beginning of the credits, or it was something like you know one of those like hey, but wait, next time, the guy you kind of wanted to see him fight, he might actually fight him. Gotcha. Now I'm on page. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they pulled out Peter Sarsgaard played uh, Hector Hammond, who is a another Green Lantern villain who goes by his own name. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have like yeah. a cool, you know, sinister name. I just don't mm. know much about Green Lantern. I yeah. gotta admit. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of. <sighs> I know there's like two or three different dudes that are him, and I'd like to believe there are different c- degrees of cool. Yeah. <laughs> amongst them, I, I would like to believe that that Warner Brothers is taking the opportunity to set up a Justice League movie like. Marvel is an Avengers movie, but I don't think they are because they introduce a character in this one for the first time. It's uh, Amanda Waller, who is mm-hmm. kind of like a Nick Fury in the DC universe. She's just kind of omnipresent government yeah. person, and so they you know they bring in Angela Bassett to play her. So it's you you kind of have that hope that oh like, Storm oh wait huh <laughs> no but yeah they uh, they bring her in and you're like oh well maybe they're gonna set up something bigger but I just I don't think they are. You know, I just don't see that happening. So, but hey, Tim Robbins was in it, and that was kind of cool. I was like, "Hey, Tim oh, yeah, Robbins, right. you're still around." That's what cool. has Tim Robbins been doing? I don't know. 
I don't know, but playing crappy music, hasn't he? Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, him I, and Billy Bob. I it, swear, it's, it's definitely not a go to the theater thing. Just, just if you haven't already seen it, wait for video. I know it's already two weeks, three weeks out by this time this comes out. But mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, don't run out for it. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing coming out this weekend is Transformers. I can almost guarantee that I'll be seeing that sometime, like either either this coming weekend or, you know. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. I think there's a 90% chance I'll end up seeing it this weekend. Yeah. Well, it it seems to happen, like, if I, if there's a Transformers movie coming out, when I go on my vacation, my brother will want to see it, and he will drag me to it, and pay for it, usually. So, uh, I saw the first one and the second one, both on his dime. Um, Yeah, get him to pay for the third one. So, yeah, I mean, if I don't have to pay for it, I'll sit there for a couple hours and... Watch shit blow up, Michael, Michael Bay style. Yeah, I just my only hope for it is that like we've, like we've said that it's filmed in 3D, so he has to slow the fuck down. And Apparently, he asked for like all brand new bulbs in all the theaters that will be showing all of his movies because he well, wanted it brighter or something. Well, I asked for a Ferrari for my birthday, and I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just. You asking for a Ferrari for your birthday is one thing. Like Michael Bay thinks he can actually ask for this and get it. Well, apparently he I asked believe. for a Megan Fox, and Papa Spielberg said no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's like I don't know. I don't know why people are still talking about this. Like, yeah, why, why does anybody give a fuck? Yeah, because she was good in the hot, first two. Hot, no talent actress. Yeah, got fired from no no plot movie. Yeah, move on. Hack got fired from Hack Job. <laughs> we are new going, Hack replaces yeah. Hack in Hack Job. We aren't going to see these movies for anything other than shit blowing up. BFD. Mm. She's yeah. got hammer thumbs or whatever they're called. <laughs> she have pointy elbows too. No, she's got those weird thumbs. Haven't you guys ever seen that? No, no. She's got not. like I don't know. I was like looking. I gotta admit, I wasn't looking at her thumbs. True, but if you see them, you'll go, whoa. Yeah. Because it looks like her thumb. Oh, she's a horrible freak of nature. It looks like before they, before they. <laughs> oh, God. Before they finished her thumb, you know, they kind of <laughs> smacked the end with a hammer and flattened it out. It's weird. And then they sharpened her knees. Yes, they did. They took out their knee sharpener. <laughs> so God had to make her unperfect. Is That's what right. You're saying. Right. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's just disturbing. <laughs> I didn't know you were so disturbed. Just like, just like my friend who insisted that Heather Graham was not hot because she was cross-eyed. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> like, yeah. like ever so slightly. Lazy I mean, I'm guy. not saying that she's not you'd, hot because of her weird thumbs. You'd still take thumbs. a hand job from her oh, weird yeah. thumbs. Yeah, so with her hammer thumbs. With her hammer thumbs. Yes, it might be a different experience for you. I don't know. Yeah, it's a like having a whole other set of fingers on the other side. A bad hand job from Megan Fox is better than. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, well, better than most things. Yeah. yeah, that goes that goes in your sexopedia entry. You know your sexopedia <laughs> uh, thing. There, there I shouldn't even have brought that up. There go the rails. Yeah. Anyway. So, so yeah, Transformers. We'll probably yes, see it. It is robots in disguise. That's what I'm not seeing. Cars two. Uh, yeah, first rotten uh, Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've. Oh man, I, think, I just keep hearing b- worse and worse stuff about that. I think we all called that. that one. Yeah. I think we all kept thinking it was going to happen well, earlier than this. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the problem is like Mater has more screen time than Lightning McQueen. It's basically Mater which, two. Didn't they make direct-to-video Mater they did. movies? They I certainly think they did. did. And I think the reason that they're 
doing this is because they probably did really, really well. Great. Yeah. I, I don't know. See, this this is just one of those things where them merging with Disney, this stuff was bound to happen. Yeah. At least the stuff for Brave looks really cool. Yeah, Brave looks really good. So hopefully they that gets them back on track. Yeah, they'll get back on track. I mean, you you can't you can't win every single time. Yeah. Well, they're still getting cash. They had a pretty damn good run. Yeah, they're they're still cash. And you know what? They're going to make a quadrillion dollars. They probably it's going to be the first movie to break a trillion dollars. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Opening weekend, trillion dollars. Calling it right here. Probably broken a trillion. It's already out. Toy sales. (laughs) Opening weekend's already happened. Has it? Yeah. It was like it it was like made a trillion dollars, sixty million or so. It made a trillion dollars opening weekend. Yes, it did. It It made enough. It made quadrillion dollars. Yes. Anybody have anything else to talk about? I'm afraid not. I have what one. I I just have one measly thing to oh, mention. Sweet. Um, in my increasing obsession slash love with the uh, with the Scott Pilgrimage, I've watched it an additional two times. Like I haven't watched any other new movies, but I've watched Scott Pilgrim twice. Have you watched it with the commentary? Tracks? Once I watched the. I actually kind of listened to the commentary track at work. I just mm-hmm. popped the DVD in to my computer and. Made a really tiny window, and you've already memorized the movie, so pretty much, yeah. So I don't, I don't have to. And um, a friend of mine hadn't seen it, so we watched it last night um, in Blu-ray. It looks kind of weird in Blu-ray. Oh, that's right. It's one of those like all-in-one packs, right? Like Blu-ray, DVD. Yeah, it's got a, it's yeah. got a, it's got yeah. both discs. Yeah. Okay, and then that's, that's a digital copy. Well, you can get, well. I think you can get a Blu-ray only oh. version, or and, a they, DVD and they put only all those version. special features on the DVD too. They like, put some special features some on the DVD. Like commentary yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. They, I think they have three or four hmm. commentary tracks on the DVD. Huh. I didn't notice the the Blu-ray looking weird, though. I don't know. It's just got this... I, I honestly don't know what it was. We were watching it. Uh, it was a PS3 through a Sony Bravia TV. Um, you it know, got hacked. I don't know. It. Yeah, I guess. Was it a 120 hertz TV? It might have been. And that's what I'm wondering. Cause Sometimes it almost there's looked, smoothing that makes it look weird. It almost looked... Way more real yes. than it I remember. Was, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it so was. It could have even been a 240. I've seen those. Yeah. And those are like, but it, those are like, it's weird because like you watch it and you're like, you think you're watching video, but it looks too damn good. Right. It looks, yeah. it like, looks yes. like home movies. There's some kind of smoothing thing yeah. that yeah. you can turn off. It, so I mean, it, it looked it good. Yeah, but it's the weird thing. It's like, I can't decide ex- if I like that or not. It was exceptionally real. I don't you know? like it. I like whenever we go to Mochi. They have, they always have like Pixar movies or Tangled or some kind of animated movie on the screen, and they have those 120 hertz TVs, and it never looks right. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're all used to and the. I don't like it. We're all used to the, t- you know, what we're, what we're told movies are supposed to look like, mm-hmm. at, which is not real life. So when they look like real life, it looks weird. When they look more yeah. like real life, but Last, the first time I ever really noticed that I was in a store and they were, I think it was. A, store and they were running the green hornet preview is one of mm-hmm. the things they kept running over and over again and it was like it was weird because i was like i'm not sure if i'm watching a movie or like seth rogan's home videos that's like yeah but it doesn't <laughs> look bad it doesn't yeah. look like it doesn't look shitty it, it just, just looks, looks really smooth it looks too real like yeah. i mean it was like i'm like i almost felt like i was watching a hd home movie of people like not a movie yeah. i don't know yeah i just haven't quite decided if i like it or not it just it does look cool but different so whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm watching way too much of this movie. 
Like, and maybe I'm, a little. I'm finally getting I think to you've surpassed me at this point. Yeah, but I'm getting to I'm getting to find the little tiny things because so I don't have to worry about act- actively watching the movie anymore. So I get to look for the little things that I've read in like the trivia and the heard about in the commentary, but wasn't able to actually look at. Um, just little little teeny tiny touches, like all the bazillions of X's in the movie. Mm-hmm. There are so many X's, so many. Yep. My God, it's full of X's. Um, and just a bunch of really minuscule things to watch. But um, my friend really liked the movie, and that's always exciting when someone likes um, a movie that is uh, that is this near and dear to my heart mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I watched it. Um, I framed it to two, three, five to one, which is what like the desert scenes look like. But right. I did that for the whole movie. Looks pretty cool that way. Was that a, is that an option on the Blu-ray? Uh, it, the PS3 can do it. Gotcha. Does it'll that it'll give show you, some like, information coding on the sides, but I was just fucking around and I was like, hey, that scene actually looks pretty cool. And I don't hmm. know. I just end up always liking films in two, three, five more than than uh, taller aspect ratios. Oh, I see. It's like, you're, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like think, thinking about stuff like, you know, Raiders and Star Wars and those. And I don't know. It's just a cool, cool thing to experiment with. That stuff and barely Scott Pilgrim, occurs to me. Yeah, but, I know. But is there anything extra that you get besides that information coding that you mentioned? No, it just it mats off. I mean, it actually cuts off picture. Oh, okay. But it the way it frames it, it's a lot. It it's a different feel. But that's just okay. solely for people like us who have seen the movie far too many times. Uh, maybe I will have to yeah. try that out at some point. Yeah. Maybe when I'm watching another like the director's commentary, which mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to. Maybe. Perhaps. Yep. And I have decided that. Um, if anyone hasn't gotten me a birthday uh, gift yet, I would really appreciate someone sending me the jacket that um, Jason Schwartzman wears at the end, uh, the final battle scene, that white jacket. If anyone <laughs> wants to buy that for me, I would be I would appreciate it. I'll talk to the warehouse Thanks. out in California. I don't need that jacket. I just need one just like... You can it. probably get that actual jacket. I can probably get that actual jacket, but it'll cost me way more money than I want to spend. Yeah. Well, I... Because they're looking to recoup some of the budget for this thing. No, no. They sell, they sell a lot of old movie costumes, like just, you know, clothing and stuff to... It's like a... It's kind of like a warehouse thrift store. Because I have one shirt that... My, when my parents were out there, they just got me the shirt. And apparently it's the one William H. Macy wears in the movie Cellular. It's like a Weird. green plaid shirt. Is it the exact shirt that he yes, wears? Yes, it is literally the shirt. Did it have like wore. a tag that said William H. Macy movie or? Um, they sell a tag with it. Like it, it comes tag that says what movie it was in and all that. Wow. But it's hmm. a small, so I don't wear it very often because I'm a bit bigger than I used to be. So I will have to see that because I don't know if I've, that's weird to yeah, me. But if you look at like on IMDb where the, whatever it is, but it, it's somewhere out in, uh, in California. I forget that's where. That's crazy. I wonder yeah, if I could get that jacket. So it's worth a shot. If I could, I think I might have their card so I can give you that and you can call them and go, hey. That'll be $600. I'll work on my Coppola connections. Yeah, you work on that. You okay. you haven't been working on that very well to get things Sorry. for the podcast. Sorry. So. You got a Coppola connection? Yeah, it's a long story. It's a vague, extended. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Yes. I think it's late enough. Yes, yep. let's wrap this, please. We can wrap this bitch. Contact information. BMFcast.com for the website. BMF at BMFcast.com for the email. Twitter.com slash BMFcast for the Twitters. Facebook.com slash BMFcast for the Facebooking. 
iTunes, search for BMF, Bad Movie Fiends, BMF Cast, or Bad Movie Fiends Podcast, and then rate us, review us. We appreciate five stars and glowing reviews, but tell us what you think. A review helps. I found out, doing a little Google searching, that iTunes actually keeps ratings and reviews in different countries. So more people have written reviews than we have previously seen. Like Sir Lord William Anthony McDonald has written as a review, but it only shows up on iTunes UK. What? Oh, well, I had no clue. Uh huh. Thanks, Lord Thank Anthony you, Sir William McDonald. Yeah, well, I, I I did not know this, but a little Google searching, a little, you know, hmm. interesting to know. Showed that up. So yes, if you are in other countries, also review us there so that your um, <laughs> your fellow countrymen, yes, your fellow countrymen will know can lend us their ears. Yes, they can lend their voice. They can. And we will lend that voice to the ears of potentially millions. That, my friends, is the most important thing that you could ever do in your entire life. The one thing that will validate your existence as a human being. That will cast you into the stratosphere. The stratosphere of joy and fulfillment. That one thing, that one simple thing that you can do is calling the Garfield phone the Banffcast hotline. Now just wait a second, because I'm going to give you the number. But I want to stress the importance of doing this. Because you have never known true peace and happiness or prosperity until you hear your own voice reflected off of us back onto you through the podcast. And you can get that joy, that happiness, that peace that sense of wonder and amazement and that prosperity by calling the Garfield phone at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. 910-556-9263. Call it, leave us a message, and sometime in the night after you close your eyes, when you open them again, there will be holding the key to your happiness on a podcast, on the internet. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I went to sleep there. I'm sorry. What happened? Okay. No, we're uh, we're just no, wrapping things up here. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to call I, I, I was in a meadow and there were birds. Was there a phone? Uh, there was a phone. Very good. Shaped like a cat. Good. <laughs> just the kind of phone you want. Now that my soliloquy is done, I guess we can end this bitch. Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the beach. And this is Bamfcast out. America. Fuck yeah.